Busey Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. My name is Nigel. That's Hammer over there. Over a thousand people massacred in a terrorist attack in Israel. Some of those were Americans. Hamas is a terrorist organization that was responsible, backed by Iran. We'll go to a top expert on Israel and senior editor at large for Breitbart, Joel Pollack. Joel, thank you for coming on such short notice. What's your overall assessment of what you've seen in Israel over the past weekend and the, the ensuing response? Well, this is an existential threat to Israel, a terror attack that's the worst massacre of Jews since the Holocaust and it's serious, the most serious breach of Israeli security since the founding of the state of Israel. Many people have described it, including the spokesman for the Israeli army, as the worst day in Israel's history. Mm. Not just because of the scale, which is bad enough, but because of the way in which people were killed, innocent people, mothers, children, grandmothers, teenagers at a dance party, killed abused, tortured, kidnapped. Now, over 100 Israelis are currently being held by Hamas and Islamic Jihad in the Gaza Strip. This is not something that Israel can tolerate. These scenes on social media, some of the videos of people being loaded into trucks, their bodies trampled by Palestinian gunmen, these are scenes from the Nazi Holocaust of the Second World War. And Israel has now mobilized 300,000 reservists in the past 48 hours that more than doubles the size of the Israeli military in the field. They're going into Gaza and they're going in hard. How in the world could this have escaped uh, intelligence officials? How did they not see this coming? I think that Israeli intelligence and U.S. intelligence were monitoring the situation and probably understood that Palestinian terrorists were working with Iran and were preparing some kind of attack. But I think there was a false sense of security because the conventional wisdom was that Hamas was too weakened by past rocket wars to mount any kind of large-scale attack. And also, if you recall, earlier this year, there was a skirmish between Israel and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, which is an Iranian terror group. And Israel won that very decisively, and Hamas did not even intervene. So the conventional wisdom was Hamas was being careful. They knew they were too weak to face Israel. They wanted to conserve their resources and they were just happy to control the humanitarian aid that came into the Gaza Strip. So that turns out to have been an incorrect conclusion that Hamas was, in fact, biding its time and preparing for this kind of attack, a very low-tech attack in some ways, cutting holes through a fence, driving trucks through, in some ways a very high-tech attack because they used drones to knock out Israeli observation posts along the border. That's not technology that's homegrown. That's technology that comes from Iran. And it may have, in fact, been operated by Iranian special forces. We don't know. Mm. But the ability to target something effectively using drones that aren't assembled, as far as we know, in the Gaza Strip means that they got help from Iran and maybe even from Russia, because Iran, of course, is working with Russia in deploying drones in the field against Ukrainian forces. So this was a sophisticated attack. It used primitive methods mixed with very high-tech methods, probably supplied by Iran, and it 
came as a surprise because both Israel and the United States assumed that these regimes were, at least for now, going to sit on their hands. The, the Biden administration certainly felt that way. They've been negotiating with Iran, giving them $6 billion for American hostages, trying to get them to negotiate an Iran deal. They probably presumed that Iran would not want to start some hostilities. And Israel felt the same way about Hamas, that they had taken a beating in the last several conflicts and they didn't want to get involved. So that turns out to have been wrong. And Iran and Hamas and other Palestinian groups teamed up to carry out this atrocity, which is being celebrated, by the way, on the streets of the United States by left-wing groups like the Democratic Socialists of America. Luckily, there's bipartisan support for Israel, but the people out in the streets celebrating Palestinians ripping children from their families and parading naked women's bodies on the streets of Gaza, congratulations, you've now achieved a new low in human immorality. Joel Jason Hammer here. One of the things I heard Nikki Haley say over the weekend, former U.N. ambassador, is we don't know who's coming across our border right now. And when the United States gets distracted, things like this happen worldwide. Do you feel there's any chance or any fear that the same people chanting death to Israel, death to America, all in the same breath, might be trying to plan something here on the United States mainland? Of course. Well, they've planned things before, but also they have, in fact, killed Americans. I mean, many Americans were among those killed and captured, not just Jewish Americans. I think when the stories come out, we may find that there were simply tourists who were at a radio festival or just checking out the place who unfortunately were wrapped up in this. And it's a big problem for Hamas because they've now got, well, let me put it this way. It would have been a big problem if Donald Trump were president because... Or Ronald Reagan, you did not mess with Americans when those guys were president. We don't know about Joe Biden. He's shown a propensity to give away a lot of money and to trade prisoners and so forth. I hope he doesn't this time, but that's where we are. America is already being targeted, and our southern border is porous. I've said for a long time that it's a national security problem, not an immigration problem, and it infuriates me when the White House is asked a question about the southern border and they answer by talking about immigration reform legislation rather than talking about enforcing the border. Now they're going to build 20 miles of wall, which they made fun of Trump for building. But, you know, there only is one thing that works, and that is to have physical barriers and very, very tight patrols and controls of the border. Even that may not be enough. I mean, look at what happened in Israel where they just cut through the fence. But you need at least some physical barrier to slow down the invasion of a potential enemy. And we have a porous southern border. If a terror organization wanted to bring terrorists, God forbid, into the United States and just drive into border towns and start shooting people, they could do so. Breitbart News Senior Editor-at-Large Joel Pollack here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. So in terms of response and retaliation, are we talking Israeli boots on the ground in Gaza? What, What do they do now? What is the response? I think they're going to continue attacking Hamas and Islamic Jihad sites. And I think after a period of bombardment, we will see Israeli troops march through field by field, street by street, and they will fight Hamas and they will encounter booby-trapped homes and streets and all kinds of terrible dangers. But this is going to be a street by street fight to get rid of the terrorists next door. I think they're going to be boots on the ground. There are going to be a lot of destroyed buildings. There will be a lot of 
Palestinian casualties because that's what happens when your country starts a war and starts a war against civilians. I think that Israel is going to have to do whatever it takes to get rid of Hamas in Gaza. And Joel, you say whatever it takes, and that's something we've been talking about throughout the show. The scenes we've already seen are pretty grisly, and it's not going to get better anytime soon. Like, there's a whole younger generation out there that has no idea what real, horrific, grisly war looks like. And with a lot of these videos being put out on social media, I've seen a lot on Twitter over the weekend. I think this is going to be really eye-opening for a lot of people. It's going to be eye-opening. It's a reminder that the Palestinian cause, sadly, at least as it has been led throughout history, has always been associated with violence and destruction. It's probably the most destructive political cause since the Second World War. And it's the reason we stand in security lines at airports. It's the reason that airplane hijacking became a thing. It's the reason suicide bombing became a thing. The Palestinian cause is a negative cause. There are never any pro-Palestinian demonstrations around anything else except killing Israelis. They don't come out on any holidays of their own. They just come out on Israel's Independence Day and protest the existence of Israel. It doesn't have to be this way. Ordinary Palestinians, many of them who live in the area, want simply to go about their lives. They want a better life for themselves and their families. But the leaders of these Palestinian organizations and the people who support them outside of the region, like the people showing up in Times Square or San Francisco yesterday, they are part of the problem because they encourage extremism. They encourage terrorism against innocent civilians. Not just encourage, they celebrate it. They want it. They view it as a victory. They, They think it's a great victory. Iran called it a great victory because they dragged the bodies of women through the streets. That's a great victory for Iran. And and so, you know, this is the kind of thing that no society can tolerate. And so while the loss of life on both sides is going to be regrettable, there are going to be many Israeli casualties and there are going to be many more Palestinian casualties until Hamas is completely eliminated. And Israel may have to retake Gaza. They may have to occupy it again militarily. They may have to annex it or parts of it to maintain security in the future. But this is clear proof that coexisting alongside an armed terrorist state is not viable. And and by the way, the cause of a Palestinian state, the so-called two-state solution, is now dead. There will be no Palestinian state next to Israel. Uh, Israel cannot afford it. And I don't even think the Palestinians want it. They just want to end Israel. They don't actually want their own state. That cannot be allowed to happen. Finally, Joel, what's the United States' role in all of this? I know there's some aircraft carriers headed that way, or maybe they're already there. What is that message sending? Well, it sends a number of messages. First of all, there are Americans who are being held captive by these Palestinian terrorists. So it raises the prospect that American special forces might actually go into Gaza and rescue the American hostages. They may leave it to the Israelis to do that, but it does become something that the Palestinian terrorists have to think about. Secondly, it sends a message to Iran that if this escalates, if Iran decides to open up a second front by attacking Israel from Lebanon, they will face an onslaught from Israel that may be backed by the firepower of the United States. And, you know, what they see on the surface is the aircraft carrier. What they don't see are the submarines. Mm. And we have naval assets that can deploy very quickly to the region. And if it comes to that, 
if it comes to the kind of confrontation that Iran escalates, I do think that there's a possibility this may end up with an attack on Iran. And so I think the United States is there, as, as they have been in the past under both parties' administrations, to say that the United States will back Israel militarily in an attack on Iran. Obama wasn't always there, I should say. Obama often thwarted Israeli efforts to project a military deterrent threat against Iran. But for the most part, the United States has said, we are going to work with Israel if Israel has to do that. Trump certainly said that. Biden hasn't let that slip, although he's tried to negotiate with the Iranians and he's made all kinds of mistakes. But basically, it sends a message that Iran has to think very carefully about its next moves because they may not just involve Israel. He is the senior editor at large, Breitbart News, Breitbart.com, for all the coverage, everything you need to know about what happened in Israel over the weekend. Joel, thanks for taking some time out of your day, and have a good week. You too. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.